Welcome to your upfront moment. We're building a confidence revolution. Hi friends, I'm Lauren Curry, the founder of Upfront. We're an organisation on a mission to change confidence for 1 million women and non-binary people by 2023. And we do this in three ways. We transform your relationship and habits around confidence, power and visibility through our six-week online course. Each cohort is called a bond. Bond is the collective noun for a group of women and over a thousand women have graduated from a bond from over 20 different countries. We build community, real, genuine, human community, where women learn how to stand up for themselves and each other. We hold each other to account. We celebrate each other and learn together. Our community is Global Bond. We create content that will inspire, challenge and motivate you to be upfront. We are here to change confidence, not women. Upfront Moment is designed to kick your week off with confidence, self-compassion and agency. Hi friends, welcome to this week's Upfront Moment. Confidence counts. This week we're talking about confidence as a competitive advantage in the charity sector. But regardless of where you work or how you work, this episode will be useful. Because we are talking about how confidence is a powerful force in your work. In the charity sector, it helps you stand out. It helps you attract volunteers, funders, and it inspires trust, all of which are essential for building a successful and impactful charity. Nikki Wilson, Make Birth Better's CEO, enrolled her entire team on Bond 6 because they were looking for tools to turn their thoughts and ideas into action. Birth trauma is a cause extremely close to my heart. So I am so, so deeply proud of this collaboration and this relationship and this conversation just filled up my heart. The ripple effect of Bond 6 has been so tangible and significant for Make Birth Better. As a team, they're no longer making themselves small as an organisation and they are leading their charge with refreshed energy, boldness and confidence. I hope you take something powerful away from this conversation. I enjoyed every minute of it. Let's go and hear from Nikki. And we are live. Welcome, Nikki. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, enjoying the sunshine. I know. So you have had a very important and busy week we were just checking in on the incredible summit that your organization has been hosting facilitating curating this week do you want to I feel like we have to start there because it's probably where your head's at yeah of course it, it is where my head is at it's just kind of floating back down um to earth 
So we organize um, a summit or fancy word for a conference, basically. Um, and this was the eighth one that we have done. Um, the third one that we've done online because of COVID curveball, but we've kept it online. And essentially, it's about bringing together loads of different people. It's predominantly healthcare professionals um, and people who work in the maternity space or the birth world to really have some big conversations around how we can make birth better and we were looking in particular this time um, at vulnerabilities to birth trauma so what makes some people more vulnerable to being affected than others so we were going straight to some big tough big hitting topics um, but it was it was a beautiful two days and Everybody has been left feeling inspired and hopeful and equipped with lots of light bulbs and oh. ideas to take forward. I'm so glad to hear that. And just, again, like, makes me so happy to know there's so many smart people kind of galvanising around such an important cause, which, of course, is what you spend all your working days and probably some of your non-working days thinking about. <laughs> and working on so would you like to tell us of who you are what's your role and kind of why you're here having a conversation about confidence yeah of course so um I run make birth better we're a collective of parents and professionals working together to end suffering from birth trauma so what we mean by that because it's still a bit a bit of a kind of niche phrase for some people what we mean by birth trauma is Perhaps there was something or a series of events or experiences both in your journey towards birth or pregnancy, the birth itself and that journey afterwards that you found deeply distressing, um, very unsettling and, and very challenging to kind of make peace with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we do. We work on support. So we put out tons of support through our website um, and other mediums as well. We do loads of campaigning and we drive our income through um, through training, which we're really proud of as a as a really interesting social impact model. But essentially, we we're one hundred percent self funded, so that that works really well too. Amazing, and yeah, we're here to talk about confidence, particularly in yeah. the charity sector. Confidence is a competitive yeah. advantage, yeah. and I guess there's two parts to that story. One is the collaboration we've had, where all of the team at Make Birth Better were part of Bond 6 and Bond 6 graduates and you have been so supportive and very vocal in articulating the immense value that came from that experience but you're also a woman who has navigated this sector now the CEO of a charity like you've had your you've been on your own journey with confidence and are still on it as we all are as I am maybe we should start there like you want to tell me a bit about your own confidence journey yeah gosh there's there's so many angles to this isn't there I guess the plotted history to the story of make birth better around confidence I absolutely want to share and you know as you say we're still on that journey of confidence and facing the ups and downs that come with that but um I started my adventure into the charity space when um well kind of around about really when I was a student my husband now husband and I co-founded an organization that was all about um providing educational resources to schools in East Africa and um 
it was really interesting because we both ran that as like co-leaders. But what mm -hmm. happened after university is he went on to like own this relatively small organization, front that, really bold, pitching for big funding, winning awards. And I didn't feel safe enough to do that, um, mm. partly because I had some challenges with, with the charity, which I, I now understand as more of my kind of anti-racism journey. Mm. But also um, I I didn't, I needed the comfort of a big brand to sit around me to feel like I had a stage or that I had worth as a person. Like the idea that Rob could just go and like run this organization as a 20 year old just blew my mind. So I started out with Cancer Research UK on the graduate programme. Um, but what was really interesting in a big organisation like that um, and a big, incredible organisation, I hasten to add, taught me just an enormous amount, was that um, as a young, ambitious, natural leader who had this urge to lead around meaningful change, there was a mismatch. You know, mm. I kept being told to like, earn my stripes and, mm. you know, I was one job I didn't get I wanted to move out of fundraising and they were all those in the feedback so you're just kind of too ambitious you're too interested in goals and targets mm. um so they wanted to mold me into what they wanted me to be but it, it, it didn't quite fit and that kind of kept my confidence down I think it was kind of like mm -hmm. oh you know there's no place for you for you here and interestingly then the kind of beginning to change was beginning to just like listen to those feedback loops right there's there's so many things around us telling us that we are good at what we do, that we've got potential, that we could do more. But society kind of pushes against those, doesn't it? And and we don't always listen. But we then took a sabbatical. Rob and I travelled across Africa and we wrote a book showcasing Africa's most inspirational social entrepreneurs. And as part of that, we wrote about and learnt a lot about social entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. I really think I'm a social entrepreneur, but I don't think I dare try to be. <laughs> uh, you know, I had this strong sense of like, oh, there's so much of me in this, but, you know, yeah. what is that? What do I do with that? Anyway, we come back and then Rob goes on to run like the UK's most prestigious kind of social enterprise organisation. I decide to, again, find comfort in, in, a, in a brand, but a better version of, of that setup. So it was Red Bull running, basically setting up Red Bull's um, foundation in the UK. Mm. Um, and that was amazing because it was dynamic and it was fun. And I just remember it was my first kind of safe to try space around entrepreneurship because I had the safety of this fabulous brand, but I'm definitely getting paid. Um, but I had this carte blanche to just be entrepreneurial mm. and set up a team and grow something. Mm. Um, Which I think I remember, is known as entrepreneurship. Yeah, so yeah. it's like this safe step for me because I had yeah. this burning sense that I was an entrepreneur, but I wasn't ready to say that. Mm -hmm. Like it was almost daring. Um, and then... I remember saying to my coach at the time, I'd really like us to raise like 400 grand a year, but thinking I secretly wish it could be so much more. And then, mm. you know, when I left five years later, we were turning over 2 million. And again, that's another feedback loop. It's like, come on, Nikki, you got to listen to this. This is like telling you something. You're capable. You can do this. And then motherhood, Lauren. Oh, mm. isn't that just the biggest curveball of all time? So we're getting there to wake birth better in terms of where I am now, but any sense of beginning to listen to that confidence um disappeared mm -hmm. overnight for me 
in that transition to motherhood um, kind of nine years ago. Um, lots of things were going on. I suffered postnatal PTSD as a result of a birth experience, which I had no idea existed. I did not know you could be that mentally unwell, that you couldn't leave your own home without having a panic attack, that you couldn't go outside without the bright lights kind of hurting your eyes, that you could feel fundamentally unsafe in the world all the time so obviously that that created a whole change in my relationship with myself and with confidence and it was it was beyond starting again it was like taking me to like below what the baseline had been um so that was an, an interesting twist and and something that I know a lot of you know we've talked about this haven't we you and I but something that can really scupper your progress in this space um, mm. and, and it's very common of course for a lot of us who've been through struggles around parenthood motherhood and then the long story short is you know it's nine years on I'm now running an organization that is hooked into um, birth trauma and postnatal PTSD and I never imagined I would rebuild my confidence to where it is today but I have and what's amazing is how much that confidence has changed in the three years since I started running Make Birth Better as well. You know, it was just beginning to feel like, okay, I've got a bit more of a sense of myself. I set up a small social enterprise, which I sold before I came to Make Birth Better. So that was this reminder, like, oh, actually, no, I, I think I am an entrepreneur still. I've still got this. There's something here. And then this beautiful coming together of, of opportunities arose with Make Birth Better. But I had no idea how fundamentally important confidence was going to be to this organisation and to this role. Because when you, you might, you might, someone said to me once, oh, it's quite a niche topic, isn't it? Um, you know, maternal mental health or birth trauma. And my first reaction was to agree with them. And then I thought, no. I, I totally disagree you know we're going straight to the nub of patriarchal systems that silence women's voices we are going straight into marginalization and power we are going right into politics um and we're going into the fabric of the world right we all had to be born so to show up in this space um in the way that we wanted to which was with these really strong important beliefs and values around how we needed to make birth better which is about us taking a full systems approach it's mm -hmm. about really focusing on those who are most affected by birth trauma and those living in marginalized groups um it was about being bold enough to challenge people we didn't disagree with bold enough to say yes to big interview requests and a really interesting part of it for us was this realization that this kind of two sides of a coin that a slight lack of confidence was very much linked in with a a fear of conflict or upsetting people mm -hmm. um and that was holding us back because we um we had this sense strong sense that we didn't want to upset people mm -hmm. and in our around our work around kind of equity diversity inclusion and anti-racism we've 
had to and continue to work at this challenge and rub we still feel but we're really working on now around disagreeing with people um and the wonderful quote that you provided us with which is scribbled on the front of my notebook here may our confidence upset them just went straight to the nub of that issue um so yeah upfront helped us massively to show up for the conversations that we had been wanting to show up for or that we had been showing up to but with um unquantifiable levels of fear mm-hmm. um and also allowed us to stop um making ourselves smaller mm. so someone new joined our team Lauren she's amazing and she kind of said why do you guys call yourselves small and I was like well because you know we're only before part-time employed people we've got a further four people around that you know we're only eight people you know we're not turning over much money mm. um yet and she was like yeah but that that doesn't matter and that was also the beginning and that actually collided really nicely with our journey through up front, which was kind of like, don't this realization that by saying to other people that, oh, we're only small, we were positioning ourselves in a space that actually we, we didn't want to be. And we want to be judged on much, much more than how much money do you raise every year? Because yeah. that is a really big factor in the third sector, which is that your value as a leader is often very closely tied to how much money does your organization turn over and Mm. uh, particularly in fundraising I would say well one of the things that I love about the kind of how how we work together and it isn't part of it is to do with the fact it's like there is seven people or and sometimes four people and that you are able to move through the bonds very much as an organization it's like every single woman in this organization has had this experience, we're going through it together. And so the consequence of that is so powerful. It means there's a shared language, shared understanding, yeah. shared knowledge. You know, there's mantras that you scribble on your on your notepad that, that everybody feels connected to and inspired by. We've all got the mug as well, Lauren. Everyone in the team got the mug for Christmas and it says, may really- our confidence upset them, yeah. Yeah. And I wondered if you could say a wee bit about very practically what that looked like, because yeah. I think, you know, I was inspired by how you kind of took that and made it your own, because we know that there will be charity leaders and team leaders listening in thinking there's just there's just no way that we could fit this in. How on earth do you find the time? And one of the things we're really proud of is that we have designed the bond to be self-led and so that you can mold it around timetables and working hours and different geographic locations and whatever yeah kind of circumstance your team finds themselves in so can you say a wee bit about how that bit worked yeah yeah absolutely um on a practical level um it was really important that we worked through this together because we were talking about really changing the way our organization shows up and therefore everyone had to be part of it Mm. um we we kind of took the framework of upfront and did our own thing and we still are now so Mm. we um had allocated time in the diary where we would um come together and talk 
and it didn't matter how many of the videos you may have watched or whether you joined the live or not because but we had those conversations during the like the period where upfront was live um and we just shared our our learnings and all of our aha moments um we together were able to start making a commitment to stop apologizing for example and i think the small nuanced changes in language that you taught us i mean that's something i now practice every single day so i delete my i'm just asking because that kind of like you know, those phrases that make us small or mm. i will say to people in the team and all the time like like no we're not we're not apologizing we don't need to make ourselves small by apologizing all the time um so that has been a really kind of practical change because obviously what's amazing about the bond is there's so many resources as well as the videos that you go through there's so many links to different like talks and um books and articles so we use that as inspiration for our own learning journey um and we still do now because you know anyone that receives lauren's newsletters and or has attended any of her free uh, webinars as well will know that it's not you know there's this live experience which kind of grounds you in the philosophy of of upfront and then there's all this other stuff that comes with it you know i would say your newsletter is one of the very few that i regularly open and thank you to the link for adele's carpool uh which I did actually just watch before I came on this. Um, But it's that constant stream. It's that steady, constant stream and reminder because Mm -hmm. I often use this analogy of church where, um, you know, people will say that part of what keeps them coming back to any church or religious community is to come back to be reminded of the things that they know, the -hmm. the things that they forget to remember. Mm -hmm. And, you have that with upfront because you're you're always there with us, Lauren. Yeah. So you are, you come into our inboxes and send us links and keep us all the time just on this journey. So we keep being reminded. We keep mm. being reminded. Um. You know, and 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 we've changed, right? So this also this idea of what's safe to try. We talk about that a lot. We talk a lot about um how can we really show what we stand for? So we now have a whole new page section of our website, the what we stand for section. So we've put a lot of emphasis on on that. Um, Mm -hmm. We're no longer talking about being small. Um, And what you said just before about helping you to raise more money. So this is a really tangible thing is, as a social entrepreneur, one of the things that you can explore in the third sector is raising investment, right? And bringing in angel investors, the same that you can do in, in a, mm-hmm. a for-profit business. And um, I'm just at the beginning of having my first conversations with investors and potentially potential equity partners and so on. And it's it's uncomfortable. It's kind of pushing me outside of my like low risk comfort mm-hmm. zone, but I'm the most ready I have ever been to show up for those conversations and start making risks because mm-hmm. of the bedrock of learning that we have been through as part of Upfront. That's inc- that's really exciting and, and, and bold moves. I'm, I am excited to see what comes of that.
Hi friends, it's Lauren and I'm here to remind you that Bond 7 starts on June 5th. If you enjoy Upfront Moment, you are going to love our six-week online course. By now, you've probably heard of the Bond. Bond is the collective noun for a group of women. Each cohort that moves through our course is called a Bond. Bond number six welcomed 512 women from over 25 different countries. Bond 7 starts on June 5th and we cannot wait to welcome you. This course is all things confidence, power and visibility. We have discounts for charities, NHS workers and you can even pay in four instalments over four months. The Upfront Bond is the world's top choice for women and organisations that are genuinely interested in increasing their confidence and activating the confidence of the people around them. For bond number five, the average increase in confidence was 109%. Go to weareupfront.com for all the details. Upfront has given me the confidence to try new things. In 2020, I left my corporate role and have since gained experience as COO of a startup charity and am now working in a NHS primary care role, leading a multi-site inner city GP surgery. If we take a step back and think about charities in the third sector as a whole, you know, it's a sector you've been very immersed in for many, many years. And I can't remember the numbers exactly off the top of my head, but it's like the majority of that sector is made up of charities like yours, right? They're yeah. they're yeah. under 10 people, part-time leaders, yeah. you know, a lot of us would associate the charity sector with the the really big, you know, the cancer researches and the McMillans. And yeah. of course they are, they are very much part of it, but the, the bulk of organizations that make up that sector are very much like your own. And, yeah. you know, this conversation and our collaboration has got so many tangible examples in it of how mm. confidence translates into progress, competitive advantage, whether that's, around your marketing, your storytelling, your fundraising, that you the way you run your conference, that you decide to have a conference in the first place. So yeah. I wonder like what would you say what would you say to other charity leaders who are in your position as to why investing in something like Bond Seven, which starts in a month's time. It would be, you know, a really brilliant move for their organisation and a very worthwhile investment. Yeah, um, I think it's important to acknowledge that in small, in size, as in people, organisations like ours and like the thousands and thousands of organisations like ours that are out, out there, these decisions are really difficult because you're always, there's always an opportunity cost because you can't, you know, you you only have such a finite amount of money. So if you choose to invest in one thing, you're essentially choosing not to invest in something else that could also have a huge impact. Um, and it was a big decision for us to sign up to the bond. But what I would say in terms of that there's this twofold level of, of impact that you're essentially signing yourselves up to. So there's the personal journey, I have no doubt that everybody in the third sector, regardless of their size of organisation, every um, 
woman who is exploring confidence could benefit from unlocking some of their struggles mm -hmm. and actively tackling confidence but in terms of adding value to small organizations there is very much a habit of small organizations making themselves feel and appear small despite the fact that many of them are working on if not most most I'm sure working on huge issues around social and environmental change mm -hmm. if you know that the issue you're working on is massive then your voice deserves to be massive and nothing mm -hmm. should be holding you back least of all confidence and, and the in the ripples are so tangible. You know, we have more volunteers signing up as our Champions Programme than we ever had before. I'm feeling a sense of readiness to pitch for funds in a totally new, different and entrepreneurial, exciting way. Yeah. We have had more media re requests in the last month than we ever have done before. We've just had more people sign up to our summit than we ever have done before. So it will make a difference if you yeah. commit to it if you really actively, particularly if, if a whole team commits to it mm. and work on it together and keeps those conversations going, then mm -hmm. that will have a lasting impact in your organisation. You will grow, whether it is financially um, or in terms of your on-the-ground impact, you will grow. Amazing. I love those, those statistics that you just rallied off around the media requests and the numbers all going up. It's just brilliant. And you've heard me say this a lot in the bond. I often say like insight without action is useless, right? You know, we are, you, when you show up in the bond, you will get a lot of new information and new insights and new models and theories, but you will also be very actively encouraged to put those things into practice. Yeah. It's yeah. very much about, action you know that's what confidence is yeah. it's the bridge between thinking about something and actually doing the thing the bridge between having a thought uh, an idea and then making it real and I think that the way the make birth better team have been really committed to like how can we try this how does this translate into our day-to-day -day activities what are the ways we can keep this message really alive you know something as simple as a message on a coffee cup, but those yeah. things matter. You know, those things are really powerful yeah. because these are the small moments where, as you say, we're reminding ourselves of our, of our power, of our potential, of our agency. And I think the other thing I was reflecting on when I was kind of preparing for our conversation was we also know that the majority of these charities that we are talking about in the UK's third sector are made up of women. There, I don't know the data, but if I, I think about what I first started in the third sector, we must have been 90% um, kind of junior management and so on, women, if mm -hmm. not more. And then as you saw, as you went more into senior management upwards, it was all men. So yeah. it depends on your organisation. There still is in terms of what the average should be in terms of representing the sector, there are extraordinary numbers of men in leadership roles, yeah. um, which represent organisations which are probably 90% plus women. Um, 
really interesting that as a you know as a sector conversation I think um because it's beginning to change but certainly the sector has not led the way in terms of making work work for women in the way that it probably should have not even probably it should have um it's only really covid really that you're beginning to notice ideas of like hybrid working coming in and potentially part-time and potentially it might be okay to like pick your kids up from school and keep working later on or whatever um but as a sector absolutely god is this work just vital because i think it's holding back the power of the sector the fact that Mm -hmm. you know when let's say we're 90 percent plus women confidence is probably the number one thing that holds us all back in reaching our potential however you might measure that wouldn't it be great if we could put the whole sector on up front oh amazing thank you so much for this conversation you know I think your your stories and how you've articulated your journey and the value it's you've made such a compelling case that confidence counts and then some in this chat in the charity sector and that it you know it does impact the numbers that really matter and it also impacts mindsets and how people show up and the actions that people take towards creating the change that you exist to create in the world. So thank yeah. you for the work you do. Thank you for taking the time. And if you are curious about what it would look like to enroll your team in Bond 7, which starts on June 5th, our, our next six-week programme, you can talk to me at lauren at weareupfront.com, go to our website. We have got discounts for charities. There's all sorts of ways we can make it work for charity and not-for-profit organisations. So don't hesitate to get in touch and with that I will let you get back to your incredible summit Nikki thank you for taking the time thank you and this week your upfront challenge is to help me get this upfront moment in the ears of as many people in the charity sector as possible Please share it on your Instagram, pop it on your LinkedIn, send it to friends and colleagues who work in the charity sector. Bond 7 is only a few weeks away and we would love to welcome as many folks from charitable organisations as possible. Thank you for helping me make our mission of supporting one million women a reality. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Let me know how you get on with your Upfront challenge. You can always write to me, lauren at weareupfront.com. Let me know what this moment made you think about. And don't forget to sign up to our amazing Upfront newsletter. Every Tuesday, I send links, inspiration and insight around confidence, power and visibility to over 5,000 inboxes. Guaranteed gumption and action. Bye friends, I'll see you on Monday for your next Upfront Moment.